If President-elect Donald Trump and Congress dismantle Obamacare, can patient data be protected? And is it a worthy sacrifice to prevent a catastrophic event in cyberspace by imposing regulation on the Internet of Things if it stifles innovation? These stories and more coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. We begin today's report with a look at Obamacare and what becomes of its data should President-elect Donald Trump follow through with his campaign pledge to repeal the Affordable Care Act. A likely result of deep-sixing Obamacare would be the dismantling of healthcare.gov and state health insurance exchanges. With a Republican-majority Congress itching to disassemble the Affordable Care Act, what becomes of the systems that support it and the data of millions of consumers found on them? Healthcare Info Security Executive Editor Marianne Kolbasak-McGee has been looking into that question, and she joins me with the answer. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Eric. If Obamacare is repealed, is the protected health information of Affordable Care Act users at risk? Potentially, yes. And it's not just protected health information, but other personally identified information. You know, the feds like to say that PHI isn't actually stored in the Affordable Care Act systems. But the bottom line is a lot of money and effort has gone into building the healthcare.gov website and systems that facilitate health insurance exchanges for more than 30 states. Plus, the remainder of states have built and operate their own health insurance exchanges under the Affordable Care Act. What challenges are foreseen in dismantling healthcare.gov and the state health insurance exchanges? Any potential dismantling of systems associated with health insurance exchanges under Obamacare, if indeed repealed, would require the same level of caution to protect data from privacy and security breaches that any healthcare entity or business associate would need to exercise if any of their business operations were to cease. One doesn't just push a delete button and poof, all the data disappears. How is such consumer information eliminated and what precautions must be taken during the process to protect the data? Some experts say that if Obamacare is indeed repealed and the health insurance marketplaces are dismantled, the challenges would be similar, but at a much bigger scope, perhaps, to what some other healthcare sector organizations deal with when a business is discontinued or sold. For instance, when an entity goes out of business, they should return the information to the covered entity who owns it and properly sanitize all systems before disposing of them. Also, if an organization retires or migrates a system, they are obligated under HIPAA rules to retain the information and or follow the disposal instructions of the covered entity who actually owns the data. If for some reason the consumer's data are retained, how should they be treated? If health insurance exchange systems will no longer need to store protected health information or other personally identifiable information, the data needs to be wiped in a manner that complies with HIPAA requirements for media reuse and disposal, but also adhere to whatever federal rules there may be for federal agencies, like, for instance, FISMA. That's the Federal Information Security Management Act. That's right. But even before the systems are potentially dismantled, data needs to be protected during and in between the stages of discontinued operation. For instance, the systems need to be taken offline and physically and electronically restricted in terms of access until the data is properly disposed of. But overall, I think it's important to remember that we're not even sure to what extent Obamacare might be refined or repealed under Trump. So we're going to have to wait and see. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks, Eric. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. 
ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Information sharing in Britain could get a substantial boost from a new European Union regulation that takes effect in May 2018. It's known as the General Data Protection Regulation and the GDPR establishes requirements for reporting data breaches or cybersecurity incidents in Europe. In the United Kingdom, that means notifying the newly created National Cyber Security Center of a cyber incident within 72 hours of its occurrence. As Bank Info Security Executive Editor Tracy Kitten explains, the purpose of the regulation is to ensure more transparency with the government on cybersecurity incidents, as well as to protect consumers' privacy. While information sharing is not an explicit requirement of GDPR, the more custom banks and others get to sharing cyber threat details with each other and law enforcement, the easier GDPR compliance will be. And despite the UK's plans to exit the European Union, aka Brexit, British businesses are still required to comply with GDPR. Cybersecurity attorney John Salmon says UK organizations need to start moving forward with GDPR compliance now and start getting used to working with the National Cybersecurity Center, which is a relatively new organization that just launched on October 31st. Paul Simmons, CEO of the Global Identity Foundation, says he's glad to see the formation of the NCSE, the National Cybersecurity Center, which is the new lead agency for cybersecurity and incident response and investigation in the UK. One of the NCSE's first tasks is to work with the Bank of England to come up with guidelines for managing cybersecurity within the financial sector. Still, there are some critics, like Simmons, who fear that the formation of the NCSE just comes a little bit too late. The government is stepping in to ensure more collaboration many years after cyber threats reached a tipping point. And many people in the field aren't yet aware of the NCSE. So when it comes to information sharing, there's clearly a need for more awareness and a lot more action. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. How do we make ourselves more secure without sacrificing the benefits of innovation and technological advances? A knee-jerk reaction might be to regulate the Internet of Things. And while I'm not taking a certain level of regulation off the table, the question is whether we need a more holistic approach. That's Republican Representative Greg Walden of Oregon. And yes, he seems to be challenging GOP dogma that opposes regulating information technology. Walden co-chaired a House Commerce Subcommittee hearing last week on the threat Internet of Things devices pose in cyberspace. The hearing was prompted by a distributed denial of service attack a month ago on the managed domain name system infrastructure operated by Dyn. Hackers commandeered Internet of Things devices to launch the attack, which prevented millions of users from accessing popular websites. Walden expressed concern that regulating the Internet of Things could stifle innovation. That's a point advanced by the Consumer Technology Association. The trade group just published a paper urging policymakers to refrain from broad proscriptive regulatory action that could derail or delay new IoT applications. Congress, dominated by Republicans for at least the next two years, is unlikely to adopt IT security regulations. Still, that didn't stop one of the most respected IT security thought leaders to suggest just that. Bruce Schneier is a noted cryptographer and author who teaches at Harvard University. And he's testified at the hearing Congress should regulate IT security, though he concedes that regulation would constrain innovation. It's not going to be good. I'm not going to like it. But this is what we do when innovation can cause catastrophic risk. And it's catastrophic risk here. It's crashing all the cars. It's shutting down all the power plants. The internet makes this possible because of the way it scales. And these are real risks. Unlike more sophisticated devices that have security built in, many IoT devices are simple and cheap 
and designed to perform specific tasks. Schneier argues there's no economic incentive to build in security for these devices. Buyer and seller, I want a device that works. This is an economic externality. Nobody, they don't know about it, and it's not part of the decision. So I argue that government has to get involved, that this is a market failure, and what I need are some good regulations. But subcommittee chairman Walden says the United States cannot regulate the world. Standards applied to American-designed, American-manufactured, American-sold devices won't necessarily capture the millions of devices purchased by the billions of people around the world, so the vulnerabilities might remain. That's not how Schneier sees it. Yes, I'm saying that a U.S.-only regulatory system will affect the products in the world because this is software. Companies will make one software and sell it everywhere, just like automobile emissions control laws in California affect the rest of the country. University of Michigan electrical engineering and computer science professor Kevin Fu is an expert in healthcare IT security. At the hearing, Fu testified, at times, conditions dictate the government has little choice but to regulate. We didn't think about the safety of over-the-counter drugs until 1982 with the cyanide poisonings in Chicago. Until that day, consumers had quite a bit of faith in those pharmaceuticals. We haven't seen that moment for IoT, but we know that that is there, and we know that it can cause harm. Schneier says that society has reached a point where it needs to make moral and ethical political decisions on how these devices work. When it didn't matter, when it was Facebook, when it was Twitter, when it was email, it was okay to let programmers, to give them the special right to code the world as they saw fit. We were able to do that. But now that it's the world of dangerous things that it's cars and planes and medical devices and everything else, that maybe we can't do that anymore. And I don't like this. I like the world where the Internet can do whatever it wants, whenever it wants, at all times. It's fun. Schneier holds up a smartphone. This is a fun device, but I'm not sure we can do that anymore. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.